Hello and welcome to Vox Blast, number one, part of the Remembrancers Retreat. Uh, this little series is for uh, small little bits of information and news that we uh, wanted to talk about, but didn't quite have enough time to roll it into the podcast or just, you know, things got busy. And I'm here today with Jared and Steven. But uh, tonight we're going to talk real quick about Marduk Sedraz as part of the Heresy Thursday on the Warhammer community. He has a new model. Or rather, he has a model, and it looks... God, it looks so amazing. I am super excited. I am a, I am a Dark Angels player myself. And uh, when I pulled up my phone and saw this guy just pop up, I was like, oh my gosh. This is a peak esoteric Dark Angel aesthetic. And I'm all about it. So yeah, Marduk Sedras, uh, for those who do not know, is what's known as an eschaton of the Dark Angels, part of the Dreadwing of the Hexagrammaton, the six wings of the Dark Angels. and uh, That's the war crime wing. Or the, the bigger war crime wing, probably, for Dark Angels. Yeah. It's the wing that specializes in war crimes. Exactly. Um, so yeah, um, Marduk Sedraz was basically led the uh, assault on Thramis, or rather I should say the just complete annihilation of Thramis <laughs> during the Crusade to uh, wipe yeah. out the Night Lords who are stationed there. Those uh, little uh, bands that you see on the end of his sword, those are effectively the ore and material from destroyed worlds and planets that they've, uh, <laughs> that they've uh, taken care of. So uh, let me count. He's got six. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's all from one planet. Granted, the different colors, but so the, those could represent clusters or the, 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 systems. The, yeah, the, the fluff of the sword mentions thousands of worlds, which might be a little bit of uh, you know, the Dark Angels writing their own press releases. Ah, uh, well, you know, <laughs> the Dark Angels writing their own Wikipedia pages for themselves. <laughs> so the the sword is called the Death of Worlds, uh, from Book Nine in the Black Books. It's a relic of the First Legion. The blade known as the Death of Worlds was pattern-welded from fragments of adamantium collected from the hive cities of the first world to fall under the Eschaton, the Edict of Utter Destruction. With each world, its wielder provides, presides over the death of, new fragments are added to its length, and by the end of the Great Crusade, the Death of Worlds had grown to such length that only the strongest warriors in the Legion could bear it into combat. That's probably because it's got a very short handle, which... You would think... You know, maybe being master swordsmen, the Dark Angels would maybe be better at making swords. Oh, I mean, I mean, originally when it was made, it was probably short enough to have a short handle. I guess, but now you got to be, true. you know, like when those big heavy sledgehammers, you know, got to wield those two-handed. So now, uh -huh. if you're real strong, you can pick it up one-handed. But that's kind does, of the same way with the Death of Worlds, I think. Does the sword have the two-handed rule? No, it is <laughs> melee unwieldy. It is a strength plus five weapon and AP two. It also has the special rule curse of dead worlds. And also the death of worlds counts as a sword for the purposes of mastery of the blade legion special rule in case you didn't know. Uh, but the curse of dead worlds uh, invulnerable saves taken against hits inflicted by this weapon are reduced by one to a minimum of six up. For example, a model with a four up invulnerable save struck by the death of worlds takes an invulnerable save of only five up against the attack. So, <sighs> He's nasty. Marduk Sedras uh, in Age of Darkness 1.0 is weapon skill 6, BS 5, strength 4, toughness 4, wounds 4, initiative 5, 4 attacks, leadership 10, and a 2-up save. He has the Regalia of Shattered Scepter, which is his uh, specialized cataphracty Terminator armor. 
Uh, this allows him to, uh, in addition to standard rules for cataphractic armor, it also allows the bear to automatically pass any dangerous terrain tests he is called upon to take. And as a member of the Dreadwing, uh, any march through difficult terrain can be automatically succeeded at four inches as opposed to rolling him and his unit that he's in with. Uh, his war gear also includes a plasma burner, which is a 12 inch range strength for AP two assault D three plus one ignores cover and plasma flame. When making an overwatch attack, any failed to hit rolls may be rerolled and he has a couple other special rules. He has a warlord trait preceptor of the shattered scepter. If Marduk Sedras is the army's warlord, then a unit of the Inner Circle Knight Cenobia may be selected as part of the same HQ choice, using up no additional slots in the Force org chart. However, if this option is selected, then neither a Command Squad nor a Deathwing Companion Squad may be selected for Marduk Sedras. So, kind of like turns the, uh, the Cenobites into his own personal Command Squad, which is pretty cool. The Cenobites don't already have that? Uh, no, they are not... Um, they can't be taken as a Command Squad? Nope, they are, Otherwise, an elite, they are an elite slot choice. Surprising. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, they, they are the elite uh, Terminators for Dark Angels. Yeah. Uh, he also includes a rule called Ancient of War. At the start of the game, after deployment, but before the first turn has begun, the controlling player may select a single faction from the Allies in the Age of Darkness table, including either the Agents of the Emperor Warmaster that is represented in the enemy army. Both Marduk Sidraz and any friendly units with the Legionis Astartes Dark Angel special rule that have more than half of the unit's models within six inches of him, gain the preferred enemy, chosen faction, special rule for the duration of the game. If Marduk Sedraz is in reserve, this special rule has no effect. And also, I believe in the FAQ it mentions that if he is in a vehicle, this, at the start of the game, also has no effect. Okay. Which can be a little bit rough. Yeah. And doesn't quite jive well with the uh, the Dreadwing Rite of War, which requires infantry to start in the battle in a vehicle. But... Hmm. So, a little tricky, but that being said, regardless, he is definitely a powerhouse, and mm -hmm. the fact of having a strength plus five sword is hilarious, and I, <laughs> I dig it. Yeah. The model itself, uh, two tactical rocks, which is fantastic, I think. Um, the sword itself, I'm, I think I'm going to try to convert it to where he's has a sword up in the air. Hmm. Okay. I mean, the sword itself on the ground, it does give a sense of heft and things, but I I want to see that thing flying proud. That shouldn't be too hard if you just trap the the haft off and then kind of reverse it. Around. Yeah, 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 that's I think that I looks think, pretty doable. Doable. I th yeah, I think it's I think it can be done pretty easily, but as far as cataphracty, like cataphracty is also one of my favorite patterns of terminator armor. Mm. As far as design and um yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fit right in with the the Cenobite squadrons. Yeah, I think Forgeroll just blew their modeling budget on his plasma thing. <laughs> it looks really badass. It really does, and also they got a little Night Lord's helmet down on there too. So just mm -hmm. in case, just in case you're if you're wondering. But yeah, Marduk Sedraz, he is cool, and I am looking forward to seeing this model in person. Yeah, it's good stuff. Mm-hmm. He could be a nice chaplain too. Her. I mean, we got the, the Dark Angel's crest out front. Yeah. And some stuff on the knee pads. With that outstretched arm with the plasma burner, honestly, you can there's so many different options you can go with this guy. Yeah, for. yeah. 
Like he can uh, be used as prom- probably practically any HQ unit. He's got a few rat grenades mm-hmm. on the side, but I, I can't imagine that really being an issue with most that, people. That's not exactly off aesthetic wise. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, in addition to being an awesome model itself, ripe for conversion. And mm-hmm. tricky part might be the head. I have a feeling he's going to be s- similar to Cenobites where the head and torso are combined as one, which can be a little mm-hmm. disappointing and tricky. But, um, that being said, I mean, it's a small price to pay for greatness. Yeah, and but let's also be honest. The head looks awesome itself too. So. It does. It does. <laughs> it's very good. Like I said I, Dark Angels is a legion I play. I start when I first started in Warhammer itself. I picked up the sixth edition box with the Dark Angels and immediately fell in love with that aesthetic. And is the little like badge on his left shoulder. Is that like a, an hourglass with like sand running out of it? That is the symbol of the Dreadwing. It's uh, two skulls basically on either side of the hourglass. Uh, yep. Which also is, I believe, oh, space phantoms or star phantoms. Star phantoms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So that symbol is also uh, uh, known from the star phantoms. Okay, which okay. I believe there's been discussion. I don't think it's anything that ever been confirmed whether or not that the Dark Angels were the progenitor legion for the Star Phantoms. But seeing those two there, I think you can kind of you can definitely infer that the Star Phantoms are from the Dark Angels. I mean, if there's 40k chapters that are using you know the word bearers symbols, <laughs> I don't think it's that much of a stretch. Yeah. I will say back to the sword. I was kind of curious, you know, reading the description before in the past of the book, but not really seeing where they're going with I'm, the sword itself is interesting. Like definitely never really seen a sword pattern welded like that before in real mm. life. But at the same time, I, I don't, I don't hate it. No, I think really it's pretty good. cool. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Definitely would not want to get hit with that thing. <laughs> no, no. Well, that's pretty much all I had to say about it. I really like this. This is mm. again, Forge World just nailed the Dark Angels out of the park with every release they had. Like, I couldn't be more happier. This Saturday, if you uh, come on over to Discord, join our channel, join the lounge. We'll uh, be watching the Warhammer live stream and we'll be discussing uh, what's up for the Horus Heresy. So, hope to see you there. And that's it for this Box Blast. Catch is you later. going to be at five in the morning? Yes, it is. For us, oh. yeah, East Coast, five in the morning, buddy. Guys, I don't know if I... <laughs> get your pajamas on, get your bowl of cereal, and just sit in front of your computer like just the piece of crap you are. No, I'm scared. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I don't know if I got it in me. I believe in you, Jared. If not, you'll see me there just because I'm that much of a loser. We'll see you there. <laughs> Take it easy, folks. Later, guys.